morning from the team here at 1.37 p.m. This is 7.31 a.m. Let's get the day going. Good morning, good morning. The date is Sunday, July 25th. Happy Sunday, everyone. We got a fun episode for you today. I want to start with an anniversary that doubles as a fun fact, especially for the classic rock, folk rock fans out there. In early 1965, the legend Bob Dylan first started using an electric guitar in some of his music. He released uh, Like a Rolling Stone on July 20th, which had a more electric rock sound than he had had in the past. And then on this day in 1965, on the 25th, he performed his first electric concert at the Newport Folk Festival, and the crowd booed him. And then he had a couple of tours after this where crowds similarly responded with boos, seeing him as sort of... Uh, rebelling against the folk movement by incorporating this rock sound. And then now, this moment, this concert is kind of viewed as the birth of folk rock. Folk rock went on to be one of the most popular genres of the late 60s and most of the 70s, gave us some of Bob Dylan's most memorable hits as well. So it's interesting just to see how audiences' perceptions of things change. Even the great Bob Dylan was booed when he first played electric guitar. NFTs. Really interesting story in the NFT world this week about this project called Weird Whales, which was started by a 12-year-old named Benjamin Ahmed. Um, We posted a really great story on our website about it, so read there for all the details, but just a couple of little pieces of information about it. So essentially, this 12-year-old who lives outside of London um, announced that he was going to launch a project on Monday of this week called Weird Whales, which was sort of based on CryptoPunks in a way. Uh, It featured 3,350 programmatically generated pixel whales, and then each one has different traits, sort of like what happens with CryptoPunks, and you could mint them for about 40 bucks, 0.02 ETH at the time. Um, He coded the project with his help from his father, and then it really just miraculously sort of built up crazy hype within the first nine hours after it dropped. Um, It sold out, which generated $160,000 in US dollars. As of when we published the article a few days ago, transactions in the secondary marketplace had surpassed $1.5 million. And the project just had a super interesting history because at first people kind of were a little bit mean and doubtful about the fact that this 12-year-old had created the project, but then he eventually sort of proved it and everybody really became very supportive and apologized for the initial FUD around it, fear, uncertainty, and doubt. We got to speak to the creator and he said, you're never too young to do something. I could have said, oh, adults are doing this, but I found interest in it. And after this launch, I've seen similar people around my age and I'm willing to help them succeed in their dreams. It's a really cool story about a very cool creator in the space, Benjamin Ahmed, and how anybody can really get involved right now. So go ahead and check that out on 137pm.com. Gaming. We're going to talk a bit today about the Olympics, but first to talk about how gaming impacts the Olympics. Google did a really fun thing and sort of went in on gaming with their uh, playable Olympics-themed RPG. I don't know if you've seen this, but if you go to Google.com, their little Google logo, which uh, changes, is right now is a playable RPG. Tokyo Olympics are underway and have produced some pretty exciting moments. One of them is just this little game on Google. If you pull up the Google browser homepage this past Friday and Saturday, and at the time of this recording, it is still live, but unclear how much longer the game will be around. But you can click into the game and then it's this little sports RPG. It's called the Doodle Champion Island Games. Um, You take the form of a little athletic kitty that plays a couple of mini games, archery, artistic swimming, table tennis, marathon, rugby, climbing, and skateboarding. Um, Just kind of a fun way to support the Olympics, and I love when Google does fun little Google doodles, so go ahead and check it out. It should still be live. Sports. 
As I said, the Olympics are underway, so I want to recap a couple of things that happened yesterday and get you prepped for a couple big moments today. Um, Yesterday morning, the USA men's volleyball team swept the French squad, and then they're going to face off against the Russians tonight at 10.05 p.m., so keep your eyes out for that. And then one of the biggest news, one of the biggest U.S. teams to watch always is the U.S. women's soccer team. Um, Yesterday morning, they defeated New Zealand 6-1. This came came after the U.S.'s shocking loss to Sweden in their opening match. Um, And then the U.S. will now meet Australia in the final match of this group on Tuesday. So they seem to bounce back in New Zealand. Excited to watch that one on Tuesday. Um, Women's street skating is going to make its Olympic debut tonight at 11.25 p.m., so make sure to watch that. Skating has been super fun so far. And then starting just shortly after this podcast goes live, the men's USA basketball team has its first prelim at 8 a.m. against the French. All these times are Eastern time. Then I just want to plug another article. We have this really great article on the site about five weird Olympic sports you might not be aware of, but that are definitely worth watching. One of them is the modern pentathlon, which let me just read you a little quote from the article about the modern pentathlon. Most Olympic sports have a very clear purpose. The 100-meter dash reveals the fastest person alive. Gymnastics shows who can do the most perilous flips. Weightlifting determines which person is the strongest. But modern pentathlon, though, seems to be purely based on vibes. Composed of fencing, horse jumping, swimming, and laser running, which is a combo of pistol shooting and running, the modern pentathlon is what happens if you put the Olympics on shuffle. This quote comes from an article by Jack T. N. Dana on our website. It's a really incredible article, really, really well written and super funny. Um, modern pentathlon starts on August 5th. Um, then a couple other sports he plugs. Climbing, speed climbing is going to be in the Olympics on August 4th, which is super exciting. And then badminton is so much fun to watch. It started yesterday and a bunch of matches continue throughout today and the next few days. So make sure to check that out and check out the article, Weird Olympic Sports to Watch um, on 137pm.com. There are some really fun ones and it's also just a great article. Shout out to Jack T and Dana for that one. Entertainment. A little bit of an entertainment sort of collectible crossover piece for you. So Masters of the Universe, Kevin Smith's revival of this franchise from the 80s, the show Masters of the Universe Revelation, came out on Friday, and people are so far really into it. There's a little bit of a split between critics and audience. I think that, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but there's an aspect of the narrative in the first season that I think a lot of very dedicated He-Man fans and fans of the original show are a little bit upset about. If you go to Twitter, you can see that. But from a critical perspective, critics, everybody, um, people viewing it as more of a standalone, newer project, love it. It's getting really incredible reviews. Um, Mark Hamill plays Skeletor. Those who don't know, Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, is also one of the most legendary voice actors in the game. He's voiced the Joker numerous times and a bunch of other great animated roles. The show is really great, but we also published an article on Friday that we do every week about comics and comics to collect in the market based on what's going on. Our comic writer Jack DeMeo, aka Mr. Bolo, lists just some great comics to consider collecting to build off of the hype of the show. This is what happens. Shows create a lot of hype around certain IP, and then the comics go up in value. So he gives some suggestions of some comics to look into if you want to try and capitalize on the certainly continuing to grow hype of Masters of the Universe and He-Man. On Friday, 1.37pm launched our new series called From Scratch, which From Scratch aims to sort of highlight the creative process of different creators in their lanes. And our first episode is with Jeff Staple, streetwear icon and the founder and creator of the brand Staple Pigeon. He's done so many crazy collaborations with Nike, Adidas, Beats by Dre. Um, his dunk, the Pigeon Dunks, are still one of the most sought after sneakers in the game. Go check out the price on StockX. It's in the five figures. Could I think that sometimes they sell 
for $50,000 plus. It's a legendary shoe. Um, he tells the story of how he chose a pigeon to be his mascot and then also talks about his collaboration with Gary's V Friends, the perspective pigeon in V Friends. Uh, the episode is live on our YouTube and it's really fun for people who are interested in just creating their own brand or people interested in streetwear and Jeff Staples specifically. So definitely check that out on 137pm's YouTube. It's a really great story. And that's all we got for today's episode. For more detail on these stories and more, head over to 137pm.com or follow us on all of our social media platforms. You know, we'll be back tomorrow. As always, remember, stay curious. 